the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. In today's Gospel, Jesus touches the life of two men that were plagued by evil forces and demons. The men lived among the tombs outside a village, and Jesus encounters them as he nears this village. Uh, They were so fierce that no one could pass by that way. But when they see Jesus, they cry out an interesting thing. They say, what have we to do with you, Jesus, son of God? Well, they recognized who he was. Unlike men who are easily deluded by material things, it's interesting that demons can see all spiritual things. They confess Christ as he really is, as the son of God. They have no illusions that Christ of just being a man, or just a prophet, or just someone with great gifts of teaching. No, he is the Son of God. And it's clear to them who they are encountering that day. The demons know spiritual reality. Now, according to one of the fathers of the church, St. Simeon, the new theologian, the demon, he said the demons lack only one thing, love. They may have knowledge, but they don't have the love of God. They may quickly recognize the Son of God for who He is, and even call Him by name, but they do not love Him, nor do they love anything but themselves. These demons have knowledge, but they're devoid of the love of God. Our calling is not just to have head knowledge of God, but love God who first loved us and draw near to Him. These demons, in fact, already know their ultimate destiny. That's why they ask Jesus if he's come to torment them before the end time. They know what's in store for them. Since they knew Jesus could cast them into the torment of hell, they begged him just to allow them to go into the the swine that was on a nearby field. And Jesus allows this. The demons leave the men they possess. They enter the swine. And the whole herd throws itself into the sea. When word came to those in the village what had happened to the demon-possessed men, they did not rejoice that God was working miracles in their midst. They did not have God's love either. It's interesting how different towns and, and cities responded to Jesus' miracles. Some responded with the love of God and praised God for the miracles that were there. This town became afraid, and they go out and ask Jesus to leave because they were focused on their own things. They did not have the love of God. You know, God created this physical world around us and everything that's in it. He created man in his own image with express purpose to commune with God, to walk and talk with God. Our gospel reading today reminds us, though, there's more to it than just this physical world. God created it all, both the seen and the unseen. But some of the angels turn against God, as though we may not, though we may not see them always with our eyes. There is a real battle that is underway. It's clear from this passage that Jesus dealt with real demons that day. Now, I'm sure down through the ages, there have been many things that got attributed to demons 
and demon possession, when in reality it were forms of an illness or natural causes. But in this particular case, it is very clear that Jesus dealt with real demons. Um, the, you know, the swine didn't just run into the water on their own. Something happened that day. In the liturgy, we hear, we give thanks unto thee, even though there stand beside thee thousands of archangels and ten thousands of angels, the cherubim and the seraphim. These are the good guys. <laughs> there are a lot of good guys. There's a multitude of heavenly hosts. And we don't necessarily see them with our physical eyes. Uh, and we usually don't. <laughs> but they are there. They're just as real as the physical world we see. Not only that, <laughs> each one of us has one of these hosts as a protector. I recently read The Holy Angels by Mother Alexandria. And what a wonderful reminder it was of all the heavenly hosts, just the multitude that there are, and the fact that we have a guardian angel. And I have to confess, I, you know, I just sort of forget about that. And so I have begun doing something that I should have done a long time ago. I added a, in my daily prayers a prayer to my guardian angel. You can find a prayer to the guardian angel on, if you are interested at any point. Uh, page 14 in the, the little pocket book, prayer book for Orthodox Christians. It goes, O angel of Christ, holy, garden, holy guardian, and protector of my soul and body. Forgive me everything wherein I have offended thee every day of my life. Protect me from all influence and temptation of the evil one. May I never more anger God by any sin. Pray for me to the Lord that he may make me worthy of the grace of the all-holy trinity, the most blessed Theotokos, and of all the saints. Amen. So I began asking my holy garden, guardian, protect me from all influence and temptation of the evil one. And we all have a holy guardian like that. Remember this in times of trials that you can pray to your guardian angel. Or maybe even add it to your daily prayers. It's, it is so easy to get caught up in the turmoil of the world and lose sight of what is really important with everything that's going on. Now, some may not want to acknowledge that there is both a physical world and a spiritual world. The creed we say each Sunday begins, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. God created all the angelic host. And one of the created angels decided that he could be... Uh, Wanted to set himself up as high as God, and he rebelled against God and led a rebellion of angels, which ultimately led to Satan and his followers being cast out. And for our time, they are trying to affect God's physical creation. Now, their primary weapon of the invisible forces against God and against us is influence. Uh, they try to influence us. Adam and Eve were tempted 
And they had a decision to make, and they gave in. Christ was tempted by Satan, but he resisted. James 4, 7, 8 says, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he, and he will draw near to you. This is one of our weapons. Resist the influence of evil and draw near to God. You know, with the development of our uh, mass communications, and I've said this before, beginning with printing, then radio, then TV, then the Internet, and now Wi-Fi everywhere, influence has become an extremely powerful tool. And it can be used for both good and bad. And the war rages on, and God's physical creation is in the middle of it. We're not just innocent bystanders. We all have a choice to make. On which side do we take a stand? Well, we know the answer. <laughs> and what are we to do? We may not encounter demons directly, but their evil influence confronts us daily. We must be diligent to flee the spirit of evil when we run into it and the world spirit that is so self-centered. We must discern what is true and what is false. We don't just go with the flow of what is popular. And the church is our stronghold. When we go out to the world during the week, we have weapons the church has given us to fight with spiritually. Uh, one major thing is we're fortified and re-strengthened by the Eucharist so that we can continue that fight and remain strong. Prayer is an extremely powerful tool that we have. When we come together and worship, we pray together. And we can pray at home in our daily prayers. So our gospel today comes as a reminder there's more to the eye or more to the world than meets the eye. There is a real spiritual world that surrounds us, containing those devoid of the love of God. But we should also remember, at the same time, that the spiritual realm actually contains far more who love God, an entire heavenly host. And we are in the midst of a battle. But let us not be surprised when we counter evil or its effects. Remember, though, to ask your holy guardian angel to protect me from all influence and temptation of the evil one. Resist evil and draw near to God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.